position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know. Uh, join us on Steam and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals. Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome to episode number 287 of the Best Linux Games Podcast. Being recorded for you uh, very early on this uh, Saturday, the 25th of April, 2020, at uh, 4 o'clock in the morning. Oh, 400 hours. Actually, oh, 0405. Um, Pacific Coast time, left coast, coast of the most. Crack engineer, Ivor Molina, over there in the booth holding up the whiskey sign. Ivor, you are fired. I were brought the COVID upon us, which is at once funny and also very not funny. Uh, 51,000 people are dead in the continental United States of America, and leadership on the subject is not just lacking, but entirely absent. Um, and uh, I've been very proud of us out here in America over the last, uh, I guess, the last six weeks, more or less. Uh, but f- uh, for me, I, I did the math. Uh, I was February. I was the first week of February was when my quarantine went into effect for me. Um, but I've been very proud, actually. I, I thought about this for a while yesterday, watching Georgia open up, which is just going to 
fucking it's this is bad this is not good it is not good you think the economy is bad yeah well fucking get the coke brother dick out of your mouth that mercer cack out of your mouth and wake up buddy cause they don't give a fuck about you they just want workers who are working and they don't care if you're dying uh and that's the sad truth of it uh our local mayor here, Carolyn Goodman. Oh, I was banging on the glass of Carolyn Goodman. Oh my god. Mayor Carolyn Goodman. Yeah. Oh, well, that's right, Ivor. He's going up to what she's getting at. Oh, yep. Mm. Ah, that was a good idea, Ivor. Mm. Ivor himself is actually drinking, even though he's now zombified. So, I don't know. Does that do anything for you, Ivor? It's pouring out of his, like, throat holes and his cheeks and stuff. He's he's been zombified for quite a while now. He's holding up that he's giving me a thumbs up. Anyway, Marilyn, Ma- Mayor Carolyn Goodwin disgraced both herself, her uh, married name, the citizenry of the people of Las Vegas, whom she's ostensibly representing, and by extension, uh, America and the state of Nevada, and has tarnished forever the brand of Las Vegas, I believe. I, You know, we'll come back. We will come back, maybe. If if there is civilization in, you know, 24 months from now, uh, trust me, Vegas will be back. Um, we've limp-dicked our way through hell and high water, just like everybody else, but uh, I don't know a single person who lives in this town who is fully employed, or is employed at all, actually. Um, I don't know a single person in all of Las Vegas who has a job right now um, but you know what that's preferable to being dead it's also preferable to doing what Georgia is doing as of yesterday opening up quote unquote opening up which is just stupid asinine fucking shorthand for yeah we're gonna make you have to go back to work in an unsafe environment where you are very likely to become a fucking infection vector infect yourself, infect your family, infect your friends, and uh, you have no choice in it. Uh, one uh, one TV commentator on MSNBC put it really succinctly, uh, this order, this whole idea of opening up, quote-unquote, this whole Trumpian opening up, because that's why Trump doesn't want testing, that's why he's attacking the um, the Postal Service right now, I mean, can you imagine to be that out of touch to attack the Postal Service when everyone is relying on the Postal Service to fucking deliver everything? There's the fucking outside... What's next? He's getting, oh, and there's the other thing that he attacked today was Amazon. And then he wouldn't take questions after telling everyone yesterday that they should inject themselves with bleach and uh, use ultraviolet light on their internal organs and mucous membranes, which is a really bad idea! And furthermore, I, I know we this rant is short because we have a huge show for you this week. I mean, it's fucking enormous. We have a review and we have like five fucking awesome games. But um, the other thing that uh, uh, Trump attacked today, apart from the United States Postal Service, which he attacked most journalists who have the inside track on the interior of the White House through the aides and through everyone else who won't fucking say this shit to this madman's fucking face... Um, have said that he attacked USPS today because he is so anti um, vote by mail 
because he knows that he will lose. And what the Republicans and the GOP and the Mercerites, they are literally becoming an oligarchy. Now, they no longer represent the American people. They all need to be voted out. And they're going to make that as hard as possible. Um... Especially if you live in Kentucky, my friends. Really fucking beat that drum. Get Mitch McConnell out of there. Fucking vote Trump out. These motherfuckers all have to go. It has to be a GOP fire sale or we will all fucking die. These people do not believe in science because it's inconvenient for them. They don't believe in the morals that they have spent fucking my entire life just preaching from the pulpit as they rape little kids and shit. Like, extramarital affairs up the asshole. Like, fucking the Falwells. All these sons of bitches. They all need to be voted the fuck out. And if you want one fucking issue, how do you feel about the rest of your life? How long do you want to be? Do you like seeing your kids? Do you like seeing your family? I really want to have kids until this shit. But yeah, no, this should be a fucking slam dunk. And no matter what tri- what type of voter suppression tactics they try to roll out in November, we have to vote these fuckers out. This is it. And it has nothing to do with for, you know, I'm just naming the party that is the problem. I mean, you know, everyone knows me. I'm a fuck. I'm as liberal as they come. But I'm not a partisan in the weird sense that that word, ha- what, you know, like when I was growing up, the term partisan apart from like, you know, being like a revolutionary you know, blah, you know, my side versus your side, kind of, it didn't mean my side versus your side, it meant being like a revolutionary, but then, you know, post-Nuke Gingrich and everything, I'm sorry if you don't want to hear this shit, but this is a fucking truth, and I, I gotta tell somebody, and, you know, you're the, you're the people that I get to talk to the most once per week, I haven't had a phone call in, fuck, I haven't talked to anybody in maybe two weeks, except for you, gentle listener, and I'm pleased to have this opportunity, but um, this is not a partisan issue for me, this is not, you know, like, unlike the GOP, I just prefer to deal with facts, and science and reality, instead of wishing it away, opening up America, and this is what depresses me most about this whole thing we have been in I am so proud of the actual citizenry of this country who has outperformed my wildest expectations for, um, in general, adhering to what amounts to being the most insane, unheard of, it's not insane, but in terms of, like, the scope, scale, and degree of difficulty, um, non-enforceable mandate, it's been the citizens of the United States, every man, woman, and child who has stayed the fuck home, who has prevented this from getting so beyond out of control that millions will die and now everyone wants to fucking erase not everyone, everyone in the GOP wants to erase because it's economically inconvenient for their party after we've undergone such hardship and 5 trillion dollars of our taxpayer money three of which have been meant to go to small business businesses, none of which has reached any small business that I know of in this country and everyone else got like a fucking thousand dollar check um, to last them for three to seven months yeah, it's not gonna fucking fly 
Yeah, and Mitch McConnell wants to talk about blue state bailouts. That is what I'm talking about in terms of partisanship. This is an all one or all none kind of equation. We either all get on this fucking ball and we ride the facts train through science town and get to maybe in two and a half months from now to a world where we are able to face free from freedom, free from want, free from fear. Did I say free from freedom? Anyway, doesn't matter. More whiskey. You're right, Ivor. Where we get to face the next fucking wave of COVID but are finally prepared maybe possibly even with capable testing we've tested less than 1.5 well at this point 1.7% of our population we'd be running about um, at bare minimum we need to be running at a million tests a day and we can't get the reagents you know why because we fucking because Trump hates the idea of this number that is looming. He thinks it's going to hurt him. And this is absolutely disgusting. These people need to be gone from government. In fact, they need to be voted off the island. They need to be voted onto COVID island. They're all so gung-ho. They're so out of touch they want to shut down the postal system. I mean, these fuckers are not... These are not people who believe in uh, America. Literally. And they've been saying that about, you know, my side for years now on conservative radio, no trust me, we believe in America, we believe in representational democracy self-government um, you know, the, the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness uh, oh yeah, we do and, anyway, but all this astroturf shit has got to go out the window now like it, I saw some I watched some of Fox News yesterday, and they're just wall to wall with these protests of Open America Up. There are like 50 people at these protests. And guess what? Many of them are going to fucking die. And if not them, their friends and family. Because none of them wear fucking face masks, except for the guys with the AK, with the AR-15s. I mean, it's just, it's madness. It is madness. This is a time, this is the moment when we all must one, love each other or perish all one or all none like it says in the Dr. Bronner's uh, sticker um, and two this is not about your fucking astroturf culture war issues so you can maintain control of the government and keep your crony capitalism fucking rolling on like kleptocratic oligarchy just like fucking mother Russia the teat of which Donald Trump does so love to Mouth, fuck, like a fucking Cupid doll. His eyes are popping out of his head. He's choking on that fucking Russian dick. And, uh, yeah. So, that's what's going on. That's the news from, like, Wobegon out here in Vegas. So, let's get to the top stories. The real stuff, uh, for this week. One more COVID note. It's been interesting to watch on MSNBC and on CNN uh, these last four days to see how Bill Gates actually he's had a plan for this, and I remember his, um, pandemic talk from a while ago, from like, god damn, it's a TED talk, um, or wait, no, maybe I'm getting him confused with, uh, the nuclear war guy, but there was a, there was like a couple of weeks where I watched every TED talk about the end of the world, that was a bunch of years ago, um, TED talks are great, by the way, if you don't watch them enough, then you should watch them more, because they are awesome, but it's funny how Bill Gates is in the absence of a president who just 
yesterday advocate god damn it it makes me so angry because we have sacrificed so much the American people in the absence of actual capable competent leadership have sacrificed so fucking much to stop this shit from getting out of control so many of us are staying the fuck home so many of us have died fucking trying to stem the tide of the people coming into the fucking emergency rooms and ICUs and literally I saw point of clarification um, today I saw um, a doctor in uh, I can't remember where he where, where he was actually but I can find it if anyone wants to send him stuff I can I can dig it up but he said um, you know a lot of people are comparing this to the AIDS AIDS epidemic in the 80s but during the entirety from 1980 to the present day only 50 you know healthcare providers have died ever from contracting on the job AIDS as part of their work duties there are 10,000 people in this country out of out of 51,000 people who don't have the proper the right protection gear who have died doctors and nurses 10,000 so yeah and anyway you want to open up the country great good for you you need to you need to you need to open up the country by open up the country you mean be quarantined in Lorfida at Farabargo, Mar-a-Lago, or whatever the fuck, you all want to go to the island, Dr. Moreau? You guys seem to be really gung-ho about it, because they know that they're not going to get hurt. It's the people who fucking do the jobs that are going to get hurt, and they don't give a fuck. And beyond that, anyone who gets infected with this shit is a vector for everyone else. This is an all-one or all-none kind of proposition. We either all go in, my mask protects you, your mask protects me, which in turn protects everyone that you love. It protects everyone that I love. Anyway, so fuck these guys. Vote them out. Holy shit. Just like what they did in Wisconsin. They're going to try to do that. They're going to try to make everyone vote in person. In the middle of a fucking lethal, untreatable, incurable, fucking insanely infectious global plague they're going to try to make everyone vote because they know that will suppress the vote. And it sucks. It sucks to live... It sucks to live in America. We are the worst at handling this pandemic and ostensibly we're supposed to be the leader in the world. Science, industry, democracy, all three things which have just gone by the fucking wayside during this administration. So that's the end of that rant. And it's been interesting though in our top stories. I know, Ivor. I know! I'm overheating! I know! But it makes me so angry because they're about to undo everything that we've done. And guess what? There's not going to be any fucking more relief for us. There's not going to be any more fucking thousand dollar paycheck for us. And if a thousand dollars is going to cover two fucking months. I know people who are really struggling. Sorry, I had to take a moment. Ugh. Oh boy, more whiskey. Mm. Sorry, I don't mean to channel Rush Limbaugh. I don't mean to yell at you guys. 
it's just it's 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 infuriating because they're about to undo they're 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 intentionally it seems like it's intentional too they don't want testing because Trump doesn't like that number he knows that that number is going to be bad which is ridiculous of course it's going to be bad it's going to be many times what the current numbers are but if you want to open the economy and you gave a shit about the American people or the world by extension you would have been on this literally in January he was notified by the way of the first threat of COVID from a national security perspective came across his desk in November November that was of course way too early for any of us to but I mean you know he doesn't listen to anybody because he's an idiot because all he listens to is Fox anyway okay so let's get on we'll have another hour and a half long show I'm sorry because we have so much to get through none of it about COVID except for the fact that it's been interesting to see Bill Gates who is an enemy of free and open source software although now he's come around and wants to just co-opt it which is okay that's fine it's what we're here for baby you you know you scumbag uh mm. I mean he's just symbolic of that now but I mean the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has done so much fantastic work it's ridiculous but it's been amazing to see over the course of I think I saw three at least 30 minute long interviews with him this week across different shows across different networks he has not been on Fox News that I know of yet um cause they really 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 love that President Cock President Cock it tastes just like Putin yeah 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 I don't know how that works I don't even want to think about whose dick goes up whose ass and then goes into Fox News' mouth and then gets shit into the mouth of 36% of the American population but if you're one of them you need to stop watching Fox News and watch the actual fucking news if you can't tell that your president is a fucking maniac who literally should be removed from office immediately she told everyone last month if fucking poor married couple in this hydro, hydrochloroquine fucking thing <laughs> it's not funny it's, it's just fucking sad husband and wife the husband goes to the aquarium store and sees that they have hydrochloroquine in this fucking aquarium cleaner and gives a tablespoon to his wife and takes a tablespoon himself, he dies she wakes up from a coma and discovers that he's dead and that's all because of the president and so what's going to happen now what's going to happen now that people are going to start injecting bleach and it pisses me off doubly so because last week I spent fucking five hours writing a script and preparing the illusions for it for a video I was going to make because I saw these protesters and shit, and it's like, wow, you're just absolutely stupid and insane. But then I found out that they're all backed by the Mercers and stuff. Well, many of them are backed by the Mercers and stuff. Um, and for those of you who don't know who the Mercers are, the Mercers are like the new Coke. Not new Coke as in C O K E, but new Coke as in K O C H, Coke industry. The dark money uh, conglomerate 
ultra pack that is now controlling all of American politics and really hates American government and I would say is not just anti-democratic but is anti-American is anti-representational democracy they want to suppress the vote wherever they can uh, they believe in minoritarian rule and they believe that they should have to pay the least because they are the least in terms of taxes and stuff and that is their entire agenda For to read more about this but don't take my word for it check out our Reading Rainbow selections of Dark Money uh, Robert Reich's new book he's 4 foot 3 inches tall too by the way he's a genius though for an economist he's pretty funny um, his new book The System and then uh, also Naomi uh, Klein's book The Shock Doctrine anyway we're they're playing with our lives so they can have power and they are doing that so they can have the power to continue to enrich themselves by cutting taxes on themselves and getting kickbacks wherever they can and they don't give a fuck about any of us. They don't. That's the GOP. That's how the GOP rallies around a fucking child molester like Roy Moore, Rob Porter, the White House uh, uh, chief of staff's aide who beat his wife so badly that the picture showed up. Took him five days for them to fucking say, oh yeah, okay, fine, we're gonna have to let you go, Rob Porter. That was one of the, you know, this is the same GOP that, you know, rallies around Donald Trump a man who has absolutely no qualifications for being in office, who is senile, deranged, is a narcissistic maniac. Literally, a fucking narcissistic maniac. If you have not seen one of these fucking coronavirus briefings, I I turn them off now. I try to turn them off. But yeah, no, he ruined my whole fucking elaborately planned video I was going to do a video for YouTube of how to prevent the coronavirus, the COVID-19 from killing you. And the first visual effect, the first thing was, you know, like, it's almost like a cooking show. It was tip number one. And there I was, you know, holding a uh, thing full of spaghetti, a Tupperware thing full of spaghetti, I was adding it to a bowl oh hi there, and I explain the subject of the video as I add the stuff to the bowl and I open up a can of of tomato sauce or whatever the fuck of, of a spaghetti sauce, and I, I put it in the bowl because I'm going to make a single use portion and by that point I'm ready to do the anti-COVID aspect so our first tip for you is anti-COVID spaghetti now, this is this spaghetti is ready to be microwaved. It's great, etc. We microwave it for 30 seconds and then, you know, jump cut, pull it out of the microwave, set it down, and in the then I pick up the bottle of Windex. I'm like, but now the secret ingredient is big, big dollops of Windex. And I spray Windex all over it and I dig my fork in and I take a big bite. And I'm turning the fucking rear how great your fucking anti-COVID properties your Windex are and it's annoying oh, sorry about that I didn't mean to talk with my mouth full then I'm like it also works if you don't have spaghetti it also works you wash it down I unscrew the cap and I chug half of the bottle of Windex 
straight from the bottle. And of course, in this case, the Windex is blue food coloring, and that's it, you know. And then the next tip was how to mainline the blue part of the Tide Pods into your veins. Um, but now he's ruined all of those jokes. And now people are actually going to do it, and they're going to fucking die from it. And that's not funny, and it's not fun, and we're all, we're all fucking tired of the Trump show. I mean, we are all fucking tired of the Trump show. And we're, but it's not just the Trump show. We're tired of the geo fucking Pete. Tired of people who don't listen to science. We're tired of people because it's inconvenient for them to listen to science, either politically or economically. It is inconvenient for them to hear the truth. And they don't give a fuck about anything other than actually fucking making more money. And we gave away fucking five trillion dollars to these assholes in the last fucking six weeks. Alexa, how much is 330 million times 1,200? 330 million times 1,200 is 396 billion. 396 billion dollars is what we gave to the actual citizenry of this country to keep us running. That's like on a per person basis. Ostensibly, that's what we gave. Out of five fucking trillion dollars. Alexa, what percentage of five trillion is 396 billion? 396B is 7.92% of 5.0E plus 12. We gave 8%. We gave 8% to actual fucking working people. It's disgusting. So it's been interesting to see Bill Gates speak so lucidly it just makes me want to jerk off. And I hate Bill Gates. But it's like, this guy, he's got a plan. And meanwhile, Mike Pence and fucking Circle Jerk oh, inject yourself with fucking Lysol. What the fuck are you talking about? Alright. So... At minute 30, we can begin this week's show now that we've cleansed ourselves of the COVID news. Thank you. If you've been waiting to hear the non-COVID portion of this broadcast, welcome. Welcome, Dr. Jones. So up next in our top stories, (coughs) I'm sorry, but it has to be done. Fallout 76 is featured in last week's episode. I've had a lot of problems getting it to run but I've also had concurrent problems with my USB uh, hub which died and has now been replaced you know the Amazon delays have not made this sort of shit easy these you know I mean nothing is easy right now but uh, there are a lot of tweaks that I because I really want to play with my fucking controller because it doesn't recognize my mouse um, but I've gotten that sort now sorted out, and I'm now ready to demo it in like a fully, 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 ostensibly fully, fully working solution, according to the last uh, stuff that I've read. Um, but yeah, no, I'm even though like last week's episode, I, I was excited, um, and I, I hope I didn't get too far ahead of the parade um, in terms of celebrating like Fallout existence on Linux in terms of, you know, 
uh, a multiplayer format, but I do know that it's not kicking people, at least it wasn't as of, you know, right before I started the show, um, kicking people for running on Linux, it's just there's a lot of things that are fucked up, um, that shouldn't be, but when I come up with the uh, winning formula, I'll be sure to let you know. Kind of the same thing with Mountain Blade 2, although I am Bannerlord, although I, I'm thinking of returning Mountain Blade 2, because it looks it won't even fucking run and I I spent two hours trying to tweak it last night and uh, I don't know, it's a lot of fucking work. Um, especially for a game that will only run in single player. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm, you know, Mountain Blade, I'm a big fan of the Mountain Blade franchise, uh, and I'm heartened that it, that other people have gone into work, Mountain Blade 2, the sequel, Bannerlord, have gone into work, but it's a lot of scratch for something this problematic for a Linux user, although I, I guess the, the multiplayer is not as big a component, according to my friends from the Discord thread and, you know, fans, friends of the show, and fans of the franchise, there you go, try to say that five times fast when you're drunk, um, they say that the new one is not as multiplayer-oriented uh, as one might think, but that that just means they're trying to blow smoke up my ass and make it hurt less that we're still being treated as second-class citizens. Also, this week was supposed to be Flight Simulator, Flight Simulator Week with our Honeycomb uh, Alpha yoke and front control panel thing, but like I said, uh, I had problems with all of my USB stuff this week uh, on, on this machine, and then I found out that my hub died and then I brought it back to life for a little bit and then it really died the true death um, so we're going to have to hold off on that and besides that our real feature this week other than in our new and noteworthy where we're going to cover XCOM Chimera and uh, cards and cloud punk, which is Bork, but we'll talk a little bit about that. And uh, Dead Cells and a Bad Seed uh, DLC update. Other than that, um, we have a fucking great show for you. We got Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which is Ori 2, the sequel to Ori and the Blind Forest. By virtue of Mr. Jeff Jeffy Wise, who I went back to play Ori on like uh, last Saturday, and uh, I mentioned it to Jeff because I sent him a couple pictures, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna buy him this fucking game because he's never gonna buy this game. It's never gonna go on sale, and we're all gonna probably fucking die at this rate. So I, you know, I'm trying to. It's not. I'm trying to like earn. I don't. I don't believe in an afterlife. I want to do it here, I want to do it now and I bought a pair of tap shoes today. They'll be here on May 16th. <laughs> but it's lifelong, you know now, now is a good time to start considering what do you really want to do with your life and who do you really want to make happy and you know what, yeah, stuff like that. You know, I've been writing ex-girlfriends and stuff you know, people, well, some of them the ones that I don't hate um Yeah, you know, it's 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 that kind of time. Heavenly shades of night are falling. It's dying time. Hit him with that, Ivor, and then let's get to our new and noteworthy. Listen on. Listen on. 
This is the truth of it. Fighting leads to killing. And killing gets to warring. And that was damn near the death of us all. Look at us now. Busted up and everyone talking about hard rain. But we've learned by the dust of them all, Barter Towns learn. I was a North American fall when in my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. So, yes. Uh, oh, also, that would make it... <laughs> going back to our introduction before I went insane with the COVID rant. Um, that would make it for our sequel friends. The one true time and date format. 2020-04-25-04-41. PST, Pacific Coast, Coast with most Left Coast. And now, for our new and noteworthies this week. First of all, we have XCOM Chimera. That's X-C-O-M-C-H-I-M-E-R-A. XCOM Chimera right now through Chimera Squad. XCOM Chimera Squad is 50% off through May 1st at $9.99. It is an entirely new take on the XCOM uh, experience. It advances the storyline of the XCOM universe. And for these reasons, I was very surprised because I thought that it was actually a retelling of XCOM 2 or the 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 new reboot of XCOM, and so I was like really disgusted. But then I saw that it was this whole new thing. It's like this comic book style of XCOM, where instead of deploying your units, um, you know, with a deploy phase and everything else, now there's a breach phase, and so like each level is more structured because each mi- not level each mission is more structured and therefore more static as you go through a series of breach and clear rooms uh and then go into the tactical combat uh it takes place in uh, post 2037 greetings commander um you are not the commander yet at least from what i know i only logged like 2 hours in it xcom chimera squad yeah, i played 53 minutes of it but it it's it's very good. It is really good. And it runs great on Linux. Um, it takes place after XCOM has won the war against the Elders and the Aliens. The Advent people who were uh, infusing humans with alien DNA and making, you know, chimeras, you know, chimeric monstrosities. Please! I beg of you, my human Half-brothers, do not create others like me! At which point the frog was brained to death by a scientist shouting, my god, someone, please kill it, please kill it. Anyway, Chimera Force uh, takes place after we've won the war. XCOM has won the war against the Elders and the Aliens, and now they live in peace and harmony together. Um... But of course, it wouldn't be a dystopian, you know, science fiction combat, you know, blah. This is more of a policing kind of effort, but it is against a um, covert, mobilized uh, paramilitary organization that is uh, uh, plotting to disrupt the uneasy alliance between uh, all of these factions and their sub-factions within City 31, which is like the capital city of uh, the future Earth, and etc, etc, etc. It's a very interesting new... T- it plays a lot like the old XCOM, like XCOM 2, 
which is by far the best XCOM ever made, except for um, Terror from the Deep or whatever. That was the best XCOM ever made. Oh, those cruise ships. What a nightmare. Um, but this is great, and at $9.99, I heartily recommend it. Um, so, uh, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Ivor, you're fired! Yeah, that's $9.99 now through, uh, May 1st. 50% off. So, pick it up. Now, the other thing that we were trying to gun for for this week was a big free games episode. Which, in the process of trying to pursue that, I ended up just getting sucked into cards. That's K-A-R-D-S. Cards is free, and it, you know, explains itself very clearly. It's a card-collecting game. It's a World War II card-collecting game. This is a fun fucking game, and it's completely free, and you can, you have to beat the, you have to beat each, um enemy country, each country that you can play as to unlock, like, even the ability to really play the game and then you can only really use the stock decks, but you can buy more cards. Um, It's a card collecting game kind of like Magic Gathering, but set in World War II and it is really good. I, I log seven hours in this fucking thing, and I hate strategy games, and I doubly hate card games, and I super fucking hate Magic the Gathering. I played in, uh, like, maybe a dozen online games. It automatically, you can't uh, pick the opponent that you want to play at, play against. So if you want to play against a specific friend, I'm sorry, I don't think you can do that. Um, there might be a way, but I don't, I, I don't see there being a way. Um... Other than that, though, it is golden, and I probably spent like $35, which is a lot of money, but it's money that doesn't get spent on cigarettes now, so uh, I bought a bunch of decks, bought a, bought a bunch of packs of cards, you get to unpack the cards and everything, and the art on the cards is great, and it's very historically accurate, um, and all of this combines into this very fast-paced um World War II themed action oriented light strategy heavy tactics card game uh, check out our video of the week this week uh, it's me exp- it's an hour long video but you can skip through it um, to just various points you'll see what I mean and it has all of the elements that make um, make a really good game it's very compelling I wish you were playing it right now um I mean, they suckered me into buying, like, fucking $35 worth of cards, so... And it's super fun to unpack them, because the art on the cards is so great. They have this awesome illustration style that is very reminiscent of the uh, early to mid-1940s. In full color, though, with... And it's fun to play against other people and get your ass handed to you. Hmm. And if you're not ready for that, you can just... You can build your own deck and then train up against the training thing which is not online and the the AI for the trainer is fairly merciful although I did lose my only game that I played today against the trainer I was like oh, come on. I was like oh, I'll just warm up with the trainer and you know I kicked my fucking ass things can turn on a single flip of a card it's great I w- I'll give you a full review if and when I get into 20 hours of cards but you can play it for free you, you know, you don't have to build a deck right off the bat. In fact, I recommend that you play the fuck 
out of battle out of the normal battle matchmaking after you've beaten all of the um all of the uh all of the countries in the tutorial in training cuz then you'll actually know which country that you like and that you want to focus on and you can form an alliance so when you build your deck your deck has to be 40 cards um up to 12 of which can be your allied countries cards so you can build these hybrid decks that are fantastic and of course they get shuffled at the start of every game and you don't get to pick your opponent you don't get to pick the opponent that you want to play against the opponent country or the opponent alliance either Um, it's really cool Uh, I really like it a lot and that's that's saying something because I hate strategy games more than I, I, well, no, I hate puzzle games more than I hate strategy games. I hate tower defense games most of all. Then I hate scary games most of all beyond all of that. So it goes scary games in terms of most hated to least hated, scary game, no, tower defense, then scary games. Yeah, tower defense is the fucking, I want to shit into the mouths of everyone who loves a tower defense game, although I have loved several of them in the ancient past on my iPad, but they are a terrible game model. Um, so it goes, Tower Defense, most loathsome. Scary Games, almost most loathsome. Then, Puzzle Games, almost most loathsome. Then it goes, uh, Strategy Games, in general, Blanket, almost most loathsome. Right next to that is card games, super almost as loathsome. And then underneath that, real time strategy game. Actually, beyond that, but before that, should have been real time strategy games because I hate them even more than strategy games. Blah. But uh, it's one of the reasons why I like XCOM Chimera so much because uh, it is light strategy, heavy tactics. Same thing with cards. Also, in our new and noteworthy this week, big game drop, well, not a big game, big indie game that looks so cool and actually installs and runs, but I cannot make it work, so I had to return it. It just was not performant. Um, Cloud Punk. It is borked. If you've not seen it, don't get it, and don't go look at it. Unless you have like a Windows box you can run it on, and in which case you need to go listen to Best Windows Games podcast or whatever. But, um... Cloudpunk is so close to running perfectly. I am positive that there will be something that uh, I'm not positive, but I'm there has to be something that's going to change. Something either on the dev side or on the Proton side that will make this game performant. Um, because it, it just it it starts to slow down progressively in terms of frame skipping and fucking uh just slow down and it gets exponentially worse to the point where you can't finish the tutorial well you can finish the tutorial but by the time the tutorial is finished the game itself is unplayable and it's a $20 game I returned it it's like 18 bucks or whatever just wait until if you haven't seen it don't go look at it because you'll want to play it it's a pixel trash uh, kind of uh, hover car crazy taxi um 3D blade, he's a bread runner um, type of game that you know, your delivery courier, taxi driver, almost like quarantine. But you know, anyway, don't look at it because it'll just make you want it, make you wish that it worked more. I'll let you know. And if anyone finds out when it does work or whatever, let you know, 
hit me up. I posted a ProtonDB report about it as well. Uh, same thing with uh, XCOM Chimera, which runs flawlessly. But that's Cloudpunk. And finally, in our new and noteworthy, we have uh, Dead Cells and the Bad Seed DLC, which somehow dropped without me noticing. I played that. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I played over probably right around 2,000 hours of Dead Cells. Like, 1,000 hours I had to go into the flat pack, maybe 800 hours, 600 hours into the flat pack, and, fl- and then uh, the beta for Linux, beta, or the beta via Steam, um, then the beta for li- the alpha for Linux and the beta for Linux, in both via Steam, each of those got, you know, maybe 100 hours each, and I have 133 hours in the most recent installment, and it is superb. It is, I mean, it's for those of you who don't know what Dead Cells is, it's a side-scrolling platformer, uh, procedurally generated, uh, that is exactly like if you wanted Castlevania Symphony of the Night to be a procedurally generated roguelike platformer where you can upgrade your abilities, skills, and unlock weapons by defeating enemies, um, and upgrade, uh, a full complement of complementary skills, which are like spells, but they're called skills in the game, and then unlock and upgrade more powerful weapons, which are generated randomly throughout the game. With the most hardcore speedrunning hack and slash action that you've ever played, uh, that's Dead Cells. The, uh, Bad Seed evidently introduces several new playable areas, which I got through, um, and a bunch of new weapons, and they have the crowbar and from Half-Life, and they have the uh, HEV suit from Half-Life. These are things you have to spend dead cells on. You get dead cells by killing enemies and getting to the intermediary gate between levels, and then upgrading your equipment and blah, blah, blah. That unlocks the blueprint forever, and then you can you know, spend your dead cells on whatever you want, which is great. They are still fucking... Bottom line about okay, so right now, Dead Cells and the Bad Seed, this is just full price. Oh, yeah, the name of the company is Motion Twin, and they've evidently partnered with a new company they brought in just recently. Um, whose name I saw last night when I was stoned, but I can't remember, it's not showing up on there. Motion Twin, blah. Dead Cells is one of the best side scrolling platformers you'll ever play in your entire life. Um, and it's going to be funny because our feature this week is a review of what might be the best side-scrolling platformer I have ever played. Maybe. It's in the top five. I Why don't you base them with our review time, please? Ivor! In accordance with the laws and regulations regarding the internet within your local jurisdiction, Best Linux Games Podcast now presents you with a dose of clap. Just kidding, motherfuckers. It's review time. So, as explained to you earlier, um, I was supposed to do the honeycomb thing this week and do all these flight simulators, uh, but a uh, friend of the show, Jeff Jeffy Wise... I bought him Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Ori 2. That's what we're going to call it from now on, because Ori and the Will of the Wisps is a fucking mouthful. It's the sequel to the much-beloved um, Thank You Bloody XTE, Thank You Nixle Dev, Thank You Everyone Who Recommended Me Into Playing... Uh, I, I never beat it. The first Ori, Ori and the Blind Forest. Um, but I got Jeff, Jeffy Wise, uh, I gifted it to him. A little COVID gift. I, I gifted him the sequel... And he beat it in like fucking 
three days. It was crazy how fast he beat this fucking game. And meanwhile, I've been stuck at like 37% because, you know, I cover games for a while and I never did, a, I never ran a review of Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I just ran a big feature on my first impressions. I was stuck at 37% at 18 hours. Fucking Jeff Jeffy Wise beat the game in like under 20. I can't remember. I want to say it was closer to 13 hours than it was to 20. Um, it took me 38 hours to beat it, but I finally beat it, and I, I devoted this entire week once I found out because he was. I wanted to talk about the game with him because he's my he's my buddy. We text. I text him constantly. I torture him constantly throughout the day, night, early morning, late evening, and evening hours, and the twilight hours. Heavenly shades of night are falling. So, um, more whiskey. You're right, Ivor. Mm. He knows how fucking hardcore I am about not ruining anything for anyone in terms of spoilers when I'm talking about a game or a book or a movie or a comic book or anything like that and he knows that I demand that same amount of absolute spoiler free stuff about shit that I haven't finished yet and that's true for books, movies, and TV shows etc, 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 all my friends know this about me but they do know that if they recommend something to me and I say it's on my list, I will get to it. And but we just we just can't talk about it at all until I get to it, because I don't want things ruined. I don't want to know things until I get to experience them. So I get to experience them organically, um, not just from a critical perspective, but from like a narrative perspective, because it ruins a lot of the enchantment if you know what's going to happen next. Because then you're waiting for what's going to happen next because you know that it's going to happen. And that kind of, that has a tendency for me to ruin vast chunks of the game. Or the movie. Or the book. Or the TV show. You're talking to a guy who all of his friends and who had the intellectual fucking discipline for eight years to not see a single episode of Game of Thrones until three months before the last episode of Game of Thrones, in which case I watched eight years of fucking Game of Thrones in one fucking month and then I got to see the last episode with my mom because we used to do TV night before the quarantine, every Monday and that was a great thrill and I knew nothing about it, so like it was wonderful, it was magnificent and it was a major disappointment the ending of Game of Thrones, which I'm not going to tell you so, Ori and the Will of the Wisps so all of a sudden, I knew I had to fucking beat cheeks to beat this motherfucker at 37% with 18 hours logged in, it took me another 20 hours to beat it, and that is what I did this week, on top of all the woodworking I've done this week, and all all this other shit, I'm constantly busy my life in quarantine is the same minus the prospect of getting laid, but other than that it's exactly the same, I'm totally used to this shit (sighs) No one's totally used to this shit. I mean, anyway. So, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I'm not going to tell you a single fucking thing about the story. If you haven't beaten the first game, and this is coming from the mouth of Jeff Jeffy Weiss, who, after he beat this game, I got him a cut-rate uh, uh, Steam Key license from G2A.com. I don't know if you guys use them at all, but I think I didn't get him the super high def one, which is how it was half off, which I feel bad about. Because he beat that fucking game within the next day. As soon as I got him that. 
which is fucking nuts. Ori and the Will of the Wisps is possibly the. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna qualify this with is possibly. Ori and the Will of the Wisps is thirty bucks. Is a two dimensional side scrolling platformer. Uh, in the Castlevania Symphony of the Night slash Metroid, because we're not going to say the other word, um, vein of development. Ori and the Will of the Wisps improves upon its predecessor in every way imaginable. And Jeff Jeffy Wise even said that after he beat both games. I got to like 20% done in the first one, and I've beaten the second one. And it was a hard motherfucker at the end. It was hard. It was really hard at the end. Um, in the middle and the end. The middle and the end were very difficult in Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Jeff Jeffy Wise gave it a 9.5 out of 10. I'm a, He is a much harder grader than I am. But considering that he beat it first you should weigh my final score of it, which I'm going to call a 9.3 out of 10 because I really hated the Moldwood Depths portion of the game, which were very difficult and very confusing and just frustrating. I mean, very frustrating. But it's not that big of a chunk, and now that you know that Moldwood Depths is going to like hurt you, I think that's the part of the game I'm thinking about. And there's a portion of the game where if you are not near a glowing object, the darkness will come and seize you and kill you instantly. And that's very frustrating. Um, Especially because you don't know where to go because you can't see anything. And so it kind of became a negative feedback loop. I had to resort to some uh, YouTube videos to get through that portion of the game. And trust me, it was hard enough using YouTube videos to get through that portion of the game unless you're a total sadomasochist like Jeff is, I would advise you to just, once you get some quests that are involved in that, go to YouTube and follow step by, or find a game fact. There are a couple of game facts, but some of them can, the one that I use as a reference at first, got left and right confused with East and West. I'm pretty sure they did. It doesn't matter because I by that point I was so desperate I was going through like numerous different game facts while stoned and you know could have been their fault, could have been my fault. Doesn't matter. In Ori and the Will of the Wisps, you do not need to beat the first game to play the second game. They are they are non-contiguous. Ori and the Will of the Wisps isn't a story about Ori, really. It is a story It's a story I'm going to just tell you this is not a spoiler There's a play Ah Let's quote the Randy Newman tune because it's so apt It's so apt for both these times in terms of our 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 Plague Quarantine, and for Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Cain slew Abel. Seth knew not why. Thought the children of Israel supposed to multiply. Why must any of the children die? And so he asked the Lord. And the Lord said, 
Man means nothing, he means less to me than the loneliest cactus flower, humblest yucca tree. Oh, if you won't take care of us, won't you please, please let us be? That's why I love mankind. So the Christians and the Jews, they held a jamboree. Buddhists and the Hindus unite on national t- on satellite TV. They picked their four greatest priests and they began to speak. They said, Lord, a plague is on the world. Lord, no man is free. The temples that we built to you, they crumble into the sea. Lord, if you won't take care of us, won't you please, please let us be? That's what's happening in Ori. And in Ori, the plague that is on the forest is a spiritual plague with an emissary that is literally the nemesis of doom. The nemesis of the light. And Ori is a little spirit creature of the forest. Um, But they don't really tell you that, but that's what you are. Um, And it might be one of the most beautiful games I've ever played in my entire life. But it's not because of Ori. <laughs> Although Ori himself is fucking fantastic. Because he's a he's a he's a three-dimensional sprite that operates in a two-dimensional world that is made out of three-dimension dimensional objects, including seven different layers of background. The amount of time that had to have been spent on the backgrounds for every second of this game, this beautiful hand-drawn game, um, with just these immensely tight controls and this total freedom of movement and total illusion of free will in my humble opinion much better even than Super Metroid where the fundamental you know obstacle to progress is jump boots and locked doors and then a boss Ori is not like that at all Ori is like a, a completely organic thing you can do things in different orders. There's some things that are, of course, jump boots and locked doors, like you need to be able to... But it it's not the story about Ori. It's the story about the nemesis. It's the story about Shriek. And Shriek looks like one of the... Uh, Shriek is a monster the size of a building and incontrovertible like there's nothing you can do to to fight this this thing it eats everything it sees it's a bird like creature with two tiny tyrannosaurus rex like four legs on its on the bottom part of its uh, torso thorax or whatever with these two gigantic walking bone stumps and it lives where the corruption lives and it breeds the corruption and it eats anything that tries to fuck with it and it subverts the will of the other creatures of the forest and of the forest itself and perverts it and uh, brings it's it's completely Joseph Campbell, it's the hero with a thousand faces, you know, the mythic tyrant you know, it was once the mythic hero um who must be excised and 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 expelled if not 
you know, either one way or the other, expelled from the land or murdered or destroyed. It must be confronted and destroyed. That's the way to, to express it. Shriek must be confronted and destroyed uh, to stop the reign of the mythic tyrant and bring peace, order, and justice restore to the land and restore its people to their birthright, which is, you know, usually ostensibly some form of monarchical freedom, ostensibly underneath a just and fair king, quote-unquote just and fair, um, who has not become the mythic tyrant yet. And you're just this little forest sprite. And at the beginning of Ori, you meet a little friend, an owl, and, uh, your fates become inextricably linked because this owl is crippled. And you'll see this in the, this is the opening cinema. Um, and you guys experience a terrible storm. And it's, it's the most amazing thing about... There's so many amazing things about Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Um, Jeff Wise gave it a 9.5 out of 10. And he's a much harder grader than I am. Normally I like normally I go big, but he's a much harder grader than I am. I would give it a nine point two just by virtue just by I'd give it a nine point five. It's one of the m- most incredible games. In, t- in terms of side scrolling platformers, there's like Super Mario you know, Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario World, Sonic. Super Metroid, Super Castlevania, or Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Ori brings back all of the magic of those games and does it so organically. Like the thing about Ori and the Will of the Wisps is you, you eventually have so many capabilities, so many different moves and techniques and stuff. They don't get confusing though. These are like in terms of traversing the geography but also in terms of how you want to fight your boss fights. Um, You never, even when you're dying generally you don't feel like you're losing. It's one of those games where as I get older it's my favorite quality in some games is if they can keep the difficulty level just right there between um, challenging and it's it's right before where the dial would meet frustrating because right before frustrating is like that glorious zone where it, you're just constantly challenged and you lose yourself in the game and you're having fun even as you die um, because either you're making progress or you're you know killing lots of enemies and learning techniques and stuff, or you're just marveling at the fucking... I mean, the graphics in this game are unbelievable. The visuals... The... I mean, it's a cliche, but it's true. The visuals frequently are breathtaking. And there are some portions of the game that are stunning. I mean, stunning. Like, on par with, like, not just like, oh, this is absolutely gorgeous, and I'm playing a poem, but, like, they're stunning to the point where, like, 
this is a technical achievement. This isn't not just a technical, but an artistic achievement. Um, it's magnificent. So, what, what do I mean by you know? I, I should probably talk a little bit about the gameplay because that's what we're trying to um, focus on here. Because I don't want to tell you anything about the story, but I I did tell you the most crucial thing about the story. The story really isn't about Ori this time, although you are Ori. The story is really about about Shriek. And I will tell you another thing, and this is not a spoiler either. One day, when all this COVID bullshit is over, it's not bullshit. It is a nightmare. It is a fucking nightmare. It is a... It's a cataclysmic it is, a, it is a catastrophic event that is that we're living through. And I, I, you know, I don't mean to make light of it. But I will tell you one thing about one secret thing. It's not a spoiler, it's just a. Shriek. The game is about Shriek. Not about Ori. And it's amazingly good. And there, uh, and unlike many other games, for instance, and I don't mean to, you know, throw shade on or, you know, name check some other games that I've featured on this show and really, really loved, but the game that Ori is least like in terms of the side-scrolling platformer, pseudo-Metro, Super Metroid, pseudo- Castlevania Symphony of the Night, um, the game that it is least like is Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight is very similar in design to Ori. You have a lot of weapons, techniques, and and you know skills that enable you to navigate the geography. The geography in um, and that game is not as interesting or as beautiful. The enemies are not as interesting as beautiful, and it is way more confusing that's the only reason why I never beat Hollow Knight I spent 30 hours in Hollow Knight I couldn't figure out where to go next everything in Ori is like the luxury first class version of a side scrolling platformer that you've always wanted I mean it is like it is okay so like the whole world right now eats fucking you know TV dinners or microwave pizzas, or you know, orders shitty fast food from DoorDash. That's what I've been doing. I've been trying to keep my food reserves for myself. Meanwhile, so that's that's like the rest of the world before uh, instead of food, let's say that, that all those people are playing other side-scrolling platformers, like Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight is an amazing game, by the way. But it is very confusing and there are places where you can get stuck and the map is so convoluted that you can't even find a game fact to help you to get out of it. And that happens like at 25 hours in. You know, I, I've started three, I think three games in Hollow Knight. The third game I barely got anywhere in it. But, um, and it's super hard. That's what everyone else is eating right now. If you want to take a step up and take the 
Put the strut back, put the cup back in your strut, the glide back in your stride. Climb aboard a custom Oldsmobile, let it take you for a ride. You're gonna forget about all of this shit. Your mind is gonna be erased. People will be calling you for days before you realize that your phone has even vibrated. You wanna step into the 20 grand club. You know, you wanna be the big boss. You want. You want the luxury suite? No, you want the presidential suite. If that's what you're looking for out of a side-scrolling platformer, that is Ori and the Will of the Wisps. 30 bucks. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. If, if you beat this game and you don't agree with what I just said, I will send you 30 bucks. Hit me up on the DM at VegasWriter on Twitter, V-E-G-A-S-W-R-E-T-E-R. And hit me with a PayPal account. If you've beaten Ori and the Will of the Wisps and you're not completely satisfied, I will send you 30 bucks myself. Limit. Well, uh, upward limit of one person. So... Everyone better go out and buy it, I guess, and then try to beat it as fast as possible. <laughs> that's, that's how cynical I am. So, in conclusion, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which has these moments, I mean, they're the, the contrasting environments and the... and I've never seen a game that's more beautiful than Ori and the Will of the Wisps. But that does not mean that it takes the current crown for, you know, that was formerly held by Mad Max, which was formerly held by Oblivion, which was, uh, I think, most most recently currently held by, oh, shit, I can't remember. I can't remember what, what game actually holds that title right now for me. Um, the most visually beautiful game of all time. Um, because Ori and the Will of the Wisps is a side-scrolling platformer, so it doesn't count. It's not in 3D, although it is in 3D. It's in 2D, 3D. And so in conclusion, yeah, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Ori 2, wins Best Linux Games Podcast, highest honor, the highest honor that we can confer. It is worth full price, all price, any price, any day, all days, every week, every month, every year, any year. So you don't, what I'm trying to say here is, that that's the name of that title. It is phenomenal. Phenomenal is the right word for it. It is an experience. And I thought the ending was fantastic. Now, one thing about the ending, though, Jeff Jeffy Wise, uh, who does not ascribe to the same uh, grading system as I do in terms of scale of 1 to 10, for me, I use the Joe Jokimon Kendall scale of 1 to 10, which means that there can never be a 10, because 10 is then all art needs to stop. Every You know, it's the best thing that has ever been made, and it will never be surpassed. It's World of the Forms. Aristotelian World of the Forms. You know, uh, perfection touching the face of God. You know, good. You know, it will never be surpassed. That's how good. So nothing can ever get a 10. Highest for Jojo Kimon Kendall is 9.9. 9. 
I don't know if that's exactly how uh, Jeff Jeffy Wise, I, I did beat the game. It took me 38 hours. It took me three times, three to four times longer to beat the game than it did Jeff Jeffy Wise. He chewed through this motherfucker. Although he was playing it on easy. But it doesn't really matter because the boss encounters, you, you just decide how you want to do things. Um, and that's, you know, a testament to the game's quality. But he did say that he, not, that one of the things that factored into his grading, and like I said, he's a much harsher grader than I am, um, was the difficulty of the very, very last two hours-ish of the game. Last boss encounters. Um, and yeah, they were hard for me, too. Because uh, I got to what I thought was the last boss at, like, 1 o'clock in the morning on when? On Tuesday morning, I want to say. Or, no, Wednesday morning. No, 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 it had to be Thursday. It had to be yesterday morning. No, 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 I can't remember. When the fuck did I beat? Uh, it doesn't matter. It was, like, 1 o'clock in the morning, and I thought it was at the end of the game. And then the game hit me with the most frustrating chase sequence sequence that was just merciless and unforgivable uh, merciless and unforgiving and I was drunk and stoned at that point I spent an hour there I want to say just dying and being keenly aware of how frustrated I was because um, there's nothing else to do but go forward and you have to fucking finish this fucking thing and no one no no cheat guide could ever do it for you it's a skill based you know chase sequence really good it's really good but it's really super difficult and it's really thinking out of the and then the game hits you with something else that added three more hours to the gameplay and then then there was another boss and that boss that final boss was even harder than the the chase that you had to do before. Um, but even with those things, the ending I thought was magnificent. The story, which you think is just completely stupid and pointless when you start, especially if you haven't played any other, if you haven't played the other Ori game, um, eventually becomes the magnificent driving force of your conquest uh, of the game, and. Uh, yeah, it's it's a symphony. It's a visual symphony. I mean, it and every every technique that like one of my favorite things from a design perspective, and I'll close with this about Ori is that, and, and I mentioned this in in our feature on Ori when we did our first eighteen hours of it or whatever, is that this game breaks the mold and that like you get like double jump immediately. You can stick to walls almost immediately if you want to, um, and then everything else is up to you what you want to do, where you want to go, etc, etc, etc. I think I meant... Uh, let's find out. Okay, because Ivor doesn't do his fucking job, which is why he's fired! Turns out, last time I did play, it was Thursday morning, which is when I beat it. Um, I'm only at 84% complete. It took me... Uh, in-game, it says... I don't remember, actually, what the number was from in-game, but it says my overall playtime was 30 hours, and that's spread across two games, one of which I spent, like, maybe five hours in. So it took me about 25 hours to beat the game. It is... 
right now the word masterpiece is getting thrown around a lot, especially uh, post uh, Doom Eternal. And Doom Eternal is a masterpiece, by the way. Oh, it is so good. Ori and the Will of the Wisps is absolutely indisputably a masterpiece, wherever it may rank on your list. And when all this COVID shit is gone, and either my 3D printing, you know, I can get my filament again easily, you know, depending on anyone, if humanity survives and stuff, or if I can find one available on the internet, I am getting a shriek. I want a shriek so badly. I think you will too. Maybe. I Go get it. Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Highest honor. That concludes this week's episode of the Best Links Games Podcast. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Please stay safe. And if uh, you can, if you're healthy, please go to the link in the show blurb for the Red Cross to find out how you can give blood. They desperately need blood. Um, and I think it also qualifies you for antibody testing, uh, depending on your jurisdiction. They're trying to roll that out, I guess, here in Vegas. And since I was like very early COVID symptomatic, um, I, I, you know, blah, but this is all part of the whole fucking problem, you know, requires a federal response, and there is none. But you can forget about all that with Ori and the Will of the Wisps or XCOM Chimera Squad, and don't forget to check out our vid of the week, which is an hour long, but you can skip through it, different places of it, the first, like, 20 minutes, of, the first 10 minutes of it are, like, deck building, and then I play, like, a trial run, and then I play some, you know, blah, 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 in cards, K-R-D-S, especially if you're hard up for money, you can burn, you know, probably 10 hours in cards without spending a dime. Uh, we'll be back next week with, uh, flight simulators and free games, hopefully, depending on the breaks. Cheers, thanks for listening. Stay safe. Stay at home. Don't, you know, don't be an idiot. Cheers. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farm. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy yaddy yo. Four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yaddy yaddy. Four or five times. Met. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farm. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. 
the best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.